0: This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another uh, episode of Conversations with Victor and Miranda.
1: Yay! Thanks for pulling me out of the newsroom, filling
0: in for Andrea today. Yeah, I, I was I was looking around. I was like, Who, "Who's a good talker?" Boom! <laughs> Miranda Combs is <was> available. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's no good talkers in here. So there's Miranda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was excited to have you sit in today, especially. Uh, so we were talking to D.H. Uh, Harrison, uh, I just know him as Daniel, uh, about some craft brewing. And I thought it was especially interesting what you told me you only drink Miller Lite.
1: Yeah. You know, the best part of this interview coming up is what he says about water. Yeah. That made me feel a lot better.
0: Yeah, that mostly a beer is a beer mostly is also, water. <laughs> you just, made me, it just makes like, you feel better because you're like I'm getting my hydration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why can I pee in the morning though?
0: <laughs> you know, I normally if I'm out um, imbibing, I try to. I'll have a water maybe every other drink.
1: Yeah, that's what my husband does too.
0: Makes it, you feel you feel great the next day.
1: Yeah, but I drink slower. That. I think so. I'm mm. like trying to keep up with him because I can't let him beat me. Yeah, that's fair. We might have a problem.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, everybody get ready. This is our conversation with uh, DH from Country Boy Brewing. All right, everybody. The interview has started. Miranda, you look excited.
1: I'm very excited. Thanks for having me. I hope you tell Andrea that I'm doing this before it airs.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, no, she'll probably just hear it and figure it out at the same time. That sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) So we are here today with... Well, everybody else knows him as D.H. I, I started off knowing him as Daniel, which uh, was kind of odd for me to figure out that to everybody else, he's just D.H. Right. Daniel Harrison, one of the founders of Country Boy Brewing. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah. Miranda well, was uh, started off. Miranda, you had some questions right away.
2: Well, w- oh, yeah. W- before we get into the questions, let me just say, when I, when I get called Daniel, either that's someone <laughs> who knows me from a previous life, uh, church, or family. And in
0: your case, it just happens to be family. So or that's if we got.
1: you just Googled you.
2: You, you get much more results. Get more DH. Yeah. You, so
0: uh, <laughs> full disclosure, DH is uh, his cousin is my wife. That's correct. Yeah. You
1: said it, you've said it three different ways. I this keep morning. saying it
0: different ways. yeah. I keep saying like uh, this morning I said he was the wife to my cousin, and Then I was like, wait, that's not that's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of things wrong there, but uh, yeah. So that's the thing. We my wife Mandy she should always just be like, yeah, we're going over Daniel's Daniel blah blah blah, and so then. I I always knew him as Daniel, and then everybody started saying DH. I'm like, who's this DH guy? Well,
2: then I guess a fun fact as well, I married my cousin.
0: I should, I mean, it left. sounds worse, but like, you know, I did. He officiated our wedding. He he was the officiant. Oh, so yes. you
1: married your, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I always get <laughs> a lot of good reactions when I say, hey, I, I'm like, from Kentucky. What's the like, fun where fact about you? I are going to
1: go with this I with? married
2: my cousin. We got like, much
1: more to talk about than beer, apparently. <laughs> I was honored
2: to be a part of it. Uh, Mandy's one of my favorites, and she just happened to find Victor, who falls in extremely well with uh, with our family. We have Thanksgivings and Christmases and all that kind of stuff. is a lot of fun now.
1: You look a little like Mandy.
0: Huh? We how have it? strong eyebrows on yeah. the and Strong eyes. eyebrows, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Randy's learning all kinds Except of interesting beard. stuff. Thankfully, her beard is not quite as strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, um, Randy, you were asking about the brewery and just kind of how it got started.
1: Yeah. When did it start? How did it start?
2: So our story of how we got started. How long is this podcast going to be? Because our story of how we got started is really unique in the craft beer world. We go as long um, as we want. I. Got into craft beer. I've always been interested in like food and and travel and exotic things, exotic beers, and so I found myself after grad school uh, accepting a position to go teach English in Japan, uh, in Georgetown's sister city.
1: This will be a long story. <laughs> <you> <laughs>
2: And we are the embodiment of contradiction at the brewery, we like to say, because if you were to look at us, you, and we say, hey, our roots are in Japanese brewing, and that's where we got into craft beer. Uh, or at least my experience was, people would be like, yeah, absolutely not. These guys look like a bunch Couple of, of good old boys. Yeah, bearded rednecks. There's no way that's possible.
0: Nope. And...
2: Uh, so in, in Japan, I live there in Tahara, Georgetown, sister city, sister city relationship obviously developed because of the Toyota factory that's in Georgetown, the Toyota factory that's in Tahara uh, started in 1989, I believe the 30th year 30th anniversary will be coming up uh, very, very soon to celebrate that. Um, but when you're in Japan, it's a great country. Love it. Um, but it's very hard to assimilate. Uh, into the culture because uh, you always stand out at least as uh, a guy from Northern Scott County, Kentucky entire Japan <laughs> and so a lot of people there I uh, have a good friend Vanessa who's back in Lexington now she got into like flower arranging Japanese culture I uh, had another friend that was into Japanese history. You can, if you're going to stay there in Japan for a long time, you got to really like find a niche to get into, to find a group of friends, and, and that's what makes it fun. And so I got into beer, because that's what I like. And uh, <laughs> so Japanese beers and Japanese uh, breweries. And actually, full disclosure, one of my partners now at the brewery just happened to take the same position from Georgetown College and uh, in the sister city and was there with me. So Nathan Coppage and I both... Two of the four of us that started Country Boy were in uh, Tahara together, and we started a blog about craft beer in Japan. I'm a reformed craft beer blogger, full disclosure. Uh, that's how we started. <laughs> so,
0: so what are the, I guess, what are some of the biggest differences with, with beer in Japan as far Crap,
2: as? Craft, I know more about Japanese craft brewing than probably anybody in Kentucky, which that and the dollar will get you a cup of coffee in the morning. It's useless <laughs> information. But craft brewing in Japan was just legalized in 1996, and so the movement is still very, very new there. Uh, Similar to beer here, as far as there are a couple big players, Asahi, Karen, Sapporo, Suntory, but in Japan, they actually don't use adjuncts in their main uh, mainstream lagers like we do here. Like they don't use rice, which is kind of ironic that the Japanese big brewers no. wouldn't use it, and then we use it here to kind of right. thin the beers out. They're all malt there, great beers, uh, outstanding products, but they kind of had bullied the market a little bit, and the craft beer guys were way behind the scene It was here in America. Uh, and so they were really growing when we were there in the mid-2000s. And we started a blog, one of the first blogs in English about Japanese craft beer that basically was like, hey, if you're if you're into this kind of stuff and you want to find where it's at, here's a blog post about going to this brewery. And, and this was back when? 2006, 2007. Okay. Uh, so right as American brewing is really exploding. Long story short, and this is not going to be that short, a guy <laughs> named Brian Baird from Baird Brewing in Shizuoka, Japan. Uh, he's a from Oxford, Ohio, expat, lived in Japan for... 30 35 years now uh we went to his brewery i absolutely fell in love with him with his beer with his brewery with his ethos and his passion for craft beer and so we started kind of just going back to his brewery very very often it's at the foot of mount fuji You're sitting in the tap room you look out over suruga bay it's absolutely beautiful um it's just one of my favorite places to be in the world and the beer is phenomenal the water full disclosure it's just Fun fact that Fuji, like the water, is so pure. So that's why like a lot of breweries and sake breweries and whiskey distilleries are around Fuji because the water is amazing. Anyway. Uh, but Which I guess re-
0: having an ingredient
2: that pure helps a lot with the brewery. Absolutely. I mean, beer is mostly water, so we got to start with a good water source. Um, but really got into beer with him. And one day Nate and I were sitting at the bar, and uh, he was like, when you guys go back to Kentucky, what are you going to do? And we're like, well, we want to start a brewery, just like everybody that's ever, you know, homebrewed or got, uh, because we were homebrewing a little bit in Japan. Whoever's like, you know, really got into craft beer, like, well, I could do this. And so in a very, you know, Eastern Japanese way, Brian like charged us like, well, when you go back to Lexington, DH, you will talk about the beer and you will run the brewery. And Nate, you will brew the beer, you know, like very Japanese way of saying, go back, go ye thereforth and do this, my for, you Very know, Japanese. You know, my <laughs> padwans mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, we, uh, we came back in 2000, and Nate came back in 2009. I came back in 2010. Um, I uh, have met my wife. My wife, Michi, is from uh, really close to where I lived in Japan. Toyohashi is where she's from. So we came back in 2010, and uh, I got a job working for uh, Dan and Andrea Galvin and Stephanie and Lee Jones at a place in Georgetown called Galvin's. Uh, it's Now it's like the anchor of downtown. It's an awesome craft beer bar. I ate there the other night. And, you know, all, all the food's made from scratch. Shout out to Galvin's. If you've ever been there and you're in Georgetown, you're missing out. If you haven't, it's amazing. I uh, started working there, uh, just kind of learned the front of the house of business. Like, we knew, we knew we wanted to make beer, but I knew nothing about running a bar, running a business. Uh, you know, making payroll, any of that kind of stuff. And then Nate actually got a job working for Kentucky Ale uh, on the production side of making beer. Because we were homebrewing, we could make a really good homebrew beer, but there's a big difference in being able to homebrew and to be able to commercial brew. You need consistency. Right. My grandmother is an excellent cook, but she can't run a restaurant at rush hour. <laughs> right, that's the difference. Uh, and so through Roundabout Way, uh, I had met this guy that kept, that kept coming in Galvin's. Uh, he was a member of the homebrew club. He actually just won the Alltech Pro-Am Brew off. Super guy. Uh I was like, man, Nate, I've got this dude that he's a little older than us. He's got a little more business experience. If we got with him, I think we could start a brewery up. And Nate's like, well, hold your horses, man. Like, we'll meet with this cat. But before that, I want you to meet this guy that I met from the homebrew club. He's a really good brewer, a little older than us. He may be a fit. And so I was like, sweet, we'll meet with uh, your guy first at my apartment in Georgetown. So we're in my apartment waiting on this guy to come because I was like, hey, my guy's named Jeff. And Nate, Nate's like, hey, my guy's named Jeff, too. That's kind of weird. Uh-oh. And so all of a sudden, Jeff walks in, my guy, and we're supposed to meet with Nate's guy. I'm like, hold up, dude. We've screwed up. Like, we with my guy first. And Nate's like, no, this is my guy. And lo and behold, that's the way things work. That's we have both met the same person, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, just as the way things work, too, Nate's brother, Evan, who's the only one of us that has any science background, had just graduated a grad program in Murray State and was like, hey, I like beer and I like making it, and I actually know what I'm doing with science-wise, so (laughs) can I join forces with y'all? So the four of us in 2012, uh, in spite of... The fact that we didn't know anything about anything, I like to say we didn't even know what to be scared of to be scared of it. We opened up at 436 Chair Avenue, the original Country Boy uh, location here in Lexington. On February 17th, 2012, we poured our first pint and sold our first pint of beer.
1: So how big are you now?
2: In 2016, well, we've been blessed. uh, You know, Lexington's seen just a Craft beer renaissance,
0: multiple breweries opening. We opened,
2: uh, and we had been talking to the, our friends at West Six the entire time we were getting open because we're kind of like, hey, what are you all planning on doing? And they're like, well, if we're thinking about doing this, what are you all thinking about doing? You know, and uh, we're still extremely good friends to to this day. But they opened up, I think, like two months after we did in 2012. Uh, Blue Stallion was about a year after that. Uh, then our friends at Ethereal, like uh, Flown and Bishop, had been coming in the bar, hanging out at the brewery, and then all, like they were like, we want to start a brewery too, and we're like. Get after it, and then they opened like you know. I think a year after that, and then you've got Mirror Twin, Rockhouse, Pivot. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out. I'll, I'll make somebody. No, you're
0: fine. That. I think one of the the amazing things that I've seen is you have all of these new businesses opening up, doing very similar things, and it seems like they are all supporting each other because it would be very possible to think that they would all be trying to be like, no, stay with us, stay with them, whereas right. everybody seems to be like, oh, if you like this, you should try this, you should try this. All,
2: all we're doing is just educating people out there that there is awesome beer being made in Kentucky and being made in Lexington. And if we can add to the conversation and not, mess, not necessarily steal them away from the big guys, but literally, you know, if you're a beer drinker, hey, you should try some stuff made here in Lexington. It's really good. And once you like it, then it's like, well, what else is out there? Once we turn you away from McDonald's hamburgers to like a craft-made excellent burger like we have many spots here in town, you just don't eat that one place the rest of your life. You seek that out in multiple locations. You start wanting
0: to explore the different places, which is what I found. You know, I think I was never a I wouldn't consider myself a a craft brew expert, but I definitely started drinking more different varieties of beers. And, you know, you start off with kind of the basics at a place. And they are like, well, here, try this, try this. And then you hear about new beers at other places and And so
2: the other thing too is every brewery kind of has their own fingerprint on what they're doing so even though we're going at making great craft beer everybody does it a little bit differently so if you're a country boy like our beers have a certain flavor profile that kind of permeate across our lineup if you go to uh like Wisebird, the new cidery that's in the distillery district uh the way that Tim's making cider down there. It's completely different than the way we make cider. And there's room for that, right? And th- that's what's kind of fun is you may have your favorite brewery, but it's also fun to go and, you know, see how everybody else is doing the same thing in a different way.
0: So then Miranda asked, how big are you all? I mean, what's it been yep. like growing?
2: Well, in 2000, we, we saw how things were going and we knew we wanted to keep growing, but our space constraints in Lexington wouldn't allow us to get any bigger. We got to 10,000 barrels. We did 500 barrels the first year we were open in 2012. We got to 10,000, I think, in 2015, and we couldn't grow anywhere beyond that because of just space. There's, you know, there's no more place to put tanks or anything like that. And so we looked around uh, for an existing building, couldn't find anything, and just kept coming back to Georgetown and Scott County as a place we could expand to. You know, I'm from Scott County. I'm from Sadieville area, born and raised. Uh, my dad ran a business in downtown Georgetown for a long time. My mom worked at one of the old school, you know, Scott County Pharmacy, one of like the old pharmacies like you, you remember from your childhood. Uh worked there for a long time downtown, so I knew a lot of people in town. Uh, I always had loved Georgetown. You know, I went to Scott County High School, Georgetown College. I've always been a Georgetown, Scott County guy, and it just kept coming back to that. So the business park has some great uh had some great land out there, so we scooped up six acres and broke ground on March 30th of 2016, and then thanks to some good weather, we were under roof and open February 17th of 2017. So we missed being open February 10th when we opened election in Lexington five years by one mm-hmm. week, but we didn't have bathrooms, and that's kind of a
1: very important <laughs> part with the brewery. Yeah. yeah,
2: we wanted to we wanted to have those operational, so we opened on the 17th. And it's just been crazy ever since. You know, Last year, we did about 15,000 barrels of production. Uh, this We have more tanks on order. Uh, at the moment, we are in the middle of a 19,000-square-foot expansion on that facility. We bought the next four acres next to the six that we originally bought. Uh, and we'll have the capacity to do about 30,000, 35,000 barrels if things keep going that way. So,
1: Full disclosure over here, I uh, typically, in, well, not typically, I only drink Miller Lite, not only Miller Lite but Miller Lite in a can with a koozie. Okay. That's it. I will literally walk out of a restaurant if they don't have I don't even want draft because it gives me a headache. That's it. A lot of people say so that. So, I almost feel like with the the boom of this craft beer that I'm you know, I'm disgusting in in, beer, in bars now because I only will drink Miller no, Lite. You're I feel an like opportunity. I'm looked down on.
2: I'm you're looked down on. 100%. No, and a lot of people, there are a lot of, and I think people in this community would be okay with me calling them beer nerds or beer snobs. It's kind of like how they refer to themselves. Of, And we all have a friend like that that's like, oh, I wouldn't drink that. Look at that, yes, <laughs> triple IPA or die for me, you know. Uh, but I think they're okay with us saying this. Um, that, that's okay if you're like that and you like what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably speak for most people that work for us that I'm an equal opportunity uh, drinker. Like if you got a beer I'll I'll try it, you know. You especially if you're giving I'm it in. to me, I'm not going to turn it right. down. You know, mm-hmm. we're at the golf course. I should course, also
1: say we're big NASCAR fans, so that might lead you. In you know, if you're at the yeah. golf
2: course and you uh, threw a Bush Light at me and said, "Hey, would you would you drink this?" Is this beneath you? Like I'm popping the top, man. No, like yeah, I'm we're one, in. right. Mm-hmm. So, but what I would say to you is, you like what you like, right? So if you like Miller Light, and a lot of people say Draft gives them headaches. There's you know, there's multiple reasons that, for why that, that and that's it's it, there.
1: That is a concern with craft beer. Is craft beer typically a worse hangover than than your more old typical it's a loaded beer.
2: question so the with craft beer the easy way to avoid a hangover is just don't drink so much as my mom <laughs> says you know uh, oh,
1: but and it, it, if that's not an option
2: that the, there are certain <laughs> beers that have uh higher alcohols more in craft beer uh m- more let me say that correctly craft beer usually has a higher abv percentage than some of your mass marketed lagers um but that being said there's a lot of adjuncts that can be in craft beer like if you go out and tie one on with like a double Imperial Russian style with vanilla and cocoa and a bunch of sugar in it, it's probably going to make you feel... It's just the same way if you chug four bottles of Boone's Farm. You know, there's a lot of sugar in that kind of stuff, and those kind of things get in your system are good for you, and that's kind of what makes you feel bad. Uh, but for you saying you like Miller Lite, that's you like what you like, and no one can tell you what you... You know, it's your palate. You know, the way you see blue, maybe the way... I shouldn't say see blue, that's trademark. <laughs> the way you see colors may be different than I see colors, right? Mm-hmm. The way you taste... A hamburger may be different than the way I taste it. The way you taste Miller Lite, it may taste right. I can't tell you how to taste it because I'm not inside your head. Mm-hmm. What I would say though is, where are you from originally?
1: I'm uh, pretty much here.
2: Are you from Kentucky? Uh-huh. All right. This is my message to the Kentucky drinker. Like we're very parochial. We we like what we like, and sometimes we like what we like because we want to like it, right? So, I drink, you know, Bud Heavy, Budweiser uh-huh. Uh-huh. because I'm a Budweiser guy. Okay. When I was coming up in the beer world, all my friends drank Bud Heavy. Uh, You know, the guys that were older than me, I idolized. They drank Bud, right? So, like, I'm a Bud-heavy guy. So, if you were to ask me, like, are you a Bud Light? Or if you'd ask me, am I an MGD guy? No, I'm a a Bud-heavy guy. So, for you, are you a Bud Light person? You'd be like, no, I'm a Miller Light person, right? So, it's a little bit probably you have a brand loyalty and affinity for that Miller Light can.
1: And that's from Kentucky. Kentuckians are like
2: that. not saying that we own that exclusively, (laughs) but we like what we like, right? I think... Maybe Texans like Texas a little more than we like Kentucky, but we're in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, there's that underlying thing. But there's a whole lot of craft breweries out there now making excellent, very clean, uh, lighter lagers. So, like, we have a Survive, is what we call it. It's a Pilsner um, that we're actually kind of retooling to make it a little bit lighter to hit that low-calorie, active lifestyle, low ABV. Um, but, like, our Hellas or, uh, you know, there's some great, like, ethereal has got a beer that's awesome, you know, what, six has a penny round It's probably a little too much hops for what you're gonna like but there's a lot of good breweries out there that are making those styles that, that i think if you tried you'd like be like the Whoa. colch and the right
1: yeah mm-hmm. for a
2: long time in the crappier world too if you were to walk in the front door they would say like oh here's an ipa yeah well you're a, well, you're a middle like person so if i give you an ipa you're gonna be like
0: yuck yes. that's i was gonna say that i think that's the problem i've seen so many i've seen instances of people say well look I don't drink a lot of beer I don't have. And people go, well, here's, here's one of the heaviest things we have. And it's like, right. well, you're just knocking their socks off. And yeah, Unless suddenly you can they get
1: think, through the first one and then you're
0: okay. Well, that too. But, yeah, suddenly you're going, oh, well, if this is what craft beer is, I'm not interested. Because that's the kind of thing you have to right. build up to. I mean, that's like saying, hey, we need you to go run this marathon. Well, I don't even jog. What are you I, talking you about? Know,
2: someone that's never had cheese before. Uh, like, you know, in don't Japan, cheese out. is not a big thing. Right? So if you're like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not really a cheese person, and if you were to take it to a Japanese person be like, well, cool, here's like a Stilton blue cheese yeah. that's funky, they're going to be that's like, nice. oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Who could eat this type of stinky stuff? But like a Stilton blue cheese is 100% different than the fresh mozzarella, but they're still mm-hmm. cheese, right? Same way with beer. I've said this for years now, and uh, maybe I just need to put my name on it and say that I came up with it. I don't know if I did or not. That may be a lie. <laughs> but beer is like sandwiches, Right. So like when people say what people come in and be like, oh, do you have anything else other than beer? I don't like beer. What my response to that is, I don't believe you. What you're telling me is like you did a cake stand in college and that wasn't a good experience for you. Right. Like you 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 have a bad association with the way beer tastes or the experience you had with it or whatever. Or maybe genuinely you just don't like the way American light lagers taste. If I told you I didn't like sandwiches, you would be like, well, that's d- what kind of sandwiches don't you like? Right. Well, I don't like sandwiches. Well, that's dumb because like, like, no, no, you Jewish, have to like, I mean. do you don't like bologna do you sandwiches? you don't like, food? Do you do you don't like-, like uh, baguettes? You don't like open faced pot roast sandwich? You don't like a hot brown? You don't like a turkey? Sa- like what? Because there's so many different types out. there, It's the same way with beer. You know, I don't like beer. Well, what kind of beer don't you like? Do you not like sour beer? Do you not like Imperial Stouts? Do you not like IPAs? Do you not like multi beers? Do you not like? And there's, I mean, I'm, I'm just hitting the, the buzzword beers. There's a thousand different styles out there. Mm-hmm. You just haven't found the beer that, that's right for you yet. And I guarantee if you come in one of our great local breweries, especially Country Boy, we'll find one you like. We got 24 different ones on tap. Guaranteed if you come in, there's something that you'll like.
1: And, and there's one in bottles, too. Are they in bottles at we, all?
2: We can most of our... You get in cans. cans. See, there's, there's in can
1: cans. Can you put
2: one in a can for me? We can most of our... We have koozies, too, so you'll be super comfortable. Okay. Um, we can most of our beers are out there. We do some stuff in bottles, limited release stuff, some of our sour beers, which is going to really blow your mind. Have you ever had a sour beer?
0: I, I love sour beers. It's funny, too, whenever you order... Can
1: you drink a lot of them, or are you just
0: like... I mean, you can. <laughs> there, there, there's just because you can you doesn't mean you should. It. <laughs> it's always funny, too, because my wife and I drink very different beers she's getting me to like ipas a little bit more but i'm not as big on them so we'll go we'll order and they'll usually set whatever she ordered in front of me and whatever i ordered in front of her and i'll just switch like nope, i'm drinking the sour and she's drinking the ipa straight demographically speaking this
2: is definitely true in japan and we're starting to see it here a little bit more but uh women age 21 to 35 are much more adventurous than guys are Hmm. right and and especially in the kentucky market like like i was going back to that parochial thing you can see it like mm-hmm. a guy comes in, maybe he's straight from the job site, maybe he's straight from the hospital, he's a doctor, maybe he's straight yeah. out of the court, you know, whatever. Just a random dude walks in. What kind of beer do you want? What's the lightest thing you got? What's the lightest color thing you got? Oh, here we got a cougar bait or here we got to survive or whatever. Uh, but we'll have a group of, of young ladies come in and they're like, I want a sour beer. I want some dark. I want something fruity. I want some like this hoppy beer. This tastes fruity, but that's because it's from hops, not really from fruit. Yeah. Usually young ladies these days are much more adventurous in are Both.
0: What they want to try and what they're willing to try. Miranda, you could go try a cider. Do you, have you had cider? I ciders? was
1: going to say the worst experience I've ever had was with a cider. <laughs> and I don't usually come in and drink, too.
0: Now, you two <laughs> do share. Uh, you like going out on the lake. Miranda's a big, oh,
1: yeah. big lake person. Oh, yeah. See, that's why you need the canes.
0: Got to be
2: safe, right? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, cider. That, But I probably had too much of it. Way too much. Well, <laughs> I was very, very ill.
2: Dep- depending on the ciders, too, a lot of cider, like the way we make ciders, Daniel Sinkhorn and Trevor Austin, two of our guys, uh, kind of take cider under their wing and it's Sink has a, has a wine yeah. background. So his take on cider is we want to make uh, fermented down all fruit. There's no additives or anything like that into it. Uh, that's not you know, real fruit or things of that nature. But we want to we make them kind of dry and we're not back sweetening them. So, like, if you you can make them taste really, really sugary and really, really sweet. Once they're done fermenting out, you can back-sweeten them with sugar or some type of thing like that. And I think if you drink a lot of those, that's what makes you get the bubble guts and you feel terrible. Oh, Uh, man. But if you drink, that's the difference, too. Was the cider you were drinking, was it locally made or was it mass-produced?
1: It was, I don't know, it was over at that place that's closed now um, on the corner of Nicholasville Road and Man of War. It was kind of one of the first beer places. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
0: Nicholasville and Man of War. Yeah, it was like... Which corner? Was where it part movie of the summit theater? or was it part of the... No,
1: other side of the street. Before you get there. Um, oh, my God. It's next to the movie theater. Or it was in front of it. The
0: uh, oh, the pub. Yeah. Yeah, that place is a little
1: overpriced. Yeah, that's That's how long it's been, and I still remember it.
0: The solid black buildings. <laughs> yes, so I didn't even that, have
1: any yeah. children then, Ooh. and I still remember well, they,
2: they it. Had, they, had a, they were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit with, with the different beers and weird stuff like that. So you probably had if it's a pub, you probably had an English style cider, like a strong bow, like a Magners, something powerful. like that. That's going to be a little mm-hmm. little sweeter mm-hmm. than than kind of what you're, they were making around here.
1: I think we bought a boat that night, too. No, like, it, was that, kind of of it know, was that kind of night. It was
2: that kind of night. Many a good decision has started with a couple pints of beer. You're right about
1: you know, that.
2: And, and a few bad decisions have been made after. But mostly good ones. All right.
0: <laughs> well, we are approaching the end of the conversation. Um, DH, people want to get up with you on social media. What's the best way to do that?
2: Man, I'm a Twitter guy. I'm All getting. Right. I'm learning Instagram. Uh, but, you know, that. Technologies pass me by as we were talking about earlier, but I'm uh, on Twitter at DH. We're all over every social media platform. At, you all at got Boy some big Brew. events coming
0: up at the, the brewery.
2: Tomorrow is going to be our we're hosting the uh, the fine folks from Kentucky Sports Radio. We're coming to do a remote at the Georgetown Tap Room tomorrow morning. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, it's, we hope to set the record for the most people ever at a remote. Uh, it's going to be nuts. Next weekend is our Oktoberfest, so we're going to be celebrating our Oktoberfest beer that's in Kansas this year. Also, we've got this crazy, awesome German uh, accordion player that does some, like—he'll <laughs> do, like, uh, Blue Monday and, like, Bloodhound Gang and all this kind of stuff on accordion. It's a ton of fun, so if you're looking to have a few laughs and a few good beers, too, that's Oktoberfest. It's going to be on the Where's 21st. That? That's in Georgetown. In
1: Georgetown, Okay.
2: Yeah, and if you haven't if you haven't uh, come to the tap rooms, you know Lexington is still churning with four, at four thirty six Chair Avenue. That tap room is small; it's about nine hundred square feet. It'll always be home. Uh, and in Georgetown, we're rocking and rolling. The tap room there is about eight thousand square feet. Uh, it's in the Lanes Run Business Park. And you if, you and if you can't come there, man, just if go to your local bar, your local retailer, and ask for Country Boy Beer. How many states are you all in now? We're in six states right now: Indianapolis, South of Indiana. Uh, we're about to roll out Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, hot take on that one. Breaking right. news: we're uh, we're in, we're in uh, Westchester, a little north of Cincinnati, all of West Virginia, all of Kentucky that's wet. It's ridiculous to have to say that. Uh, <laughs> and then in oh, Powell County, just went just went wet recently. Admit, Powell
0: County is <laughs> rolling, man. Yeah, yeah. place and, hasn't burned down yet, so I guess it wasn't too bad of a decision. And a
2: little bit <laughs> Tennessee, uh, Nashville, Knoxville, and then Virginia as well. Yeah, Powell County and the gorge. and all oh, that going area, back man. Now, And yeah, the, they are selling the fire out of beer down I'll there. I bet and then where. They, in Powell County. Oh, Red River okay. Gorge, where I'm from.
1: Oh, yes. i so if you're
2: stop in to Miguel's yes. and tell the guys we said hey. And if go you can,
1: after you go on a hike in the Red
2: River Gorge. Right? It's <laughs> right. amazing, yeah. Those guys, it's Rock House, uh, Skybridge Station, Miguel's. Uh, there's an awesome Mexican place that has a killer patio called the Cabana. But stop in and tell them we said hey. They're selling a ton of good beer down there, and you can celebrate some beautiful things Kentucky has to offer.
1: Seems like Georgia would be... A- Ready for something like Country Boy?
2: So if you're a Georgia distributor, give us a call. Hit me up <laughs> on Twitter at Country Boy DH. We'll see. We're we have the the capacity in Georgetown to grow. Uh, we're just trying to grow appropriately and be good stewards of the growth and see. Uh, Not overextend yourselves, right? See hey. where see where the ride takes us.
0: And I saw that you all are just now or in, in a Top Golf. Is that right? We
2: just got into Top Golf in Westchester. It's right off the exit uh, where IKEA is. Everyone knows where that is yep. on the other side of the interstate. Uh, so. You'll probably see us taking a few team building trips, of team building <laughs> trips up to Top Golf. Uh, Just to check, make, see, check out their staff and make, to make sure, sure their beer's
0: tasting good and make sure they yeah. know what they're doing up there. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. But that's the other guy. I enjoy following you, uh, your adventures because you definitely are kind of the, uh, the lead spokesman for a lot of the stuff. And it's like, well, there's DH out on another. Another adventure.
2: Well, in this world, you got to stick to what you're good at, and I just happen to be good at drinking beer and smiling. So <laughs> I try to document that as much as possible. Not a bad Never life. Never
1: work a day in your life. Right? That's right. That's uh-huh. right.
0: All right. Well, uh, Daniel, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys, so much for having me. Well, Miranda, how do you think that went?
1: I think it went well. We learned a lot. I, I learned a lot. Yeah, I did too. Smell I like girls like stepping out.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we'll get you some cougar bait. That's a uh,
1: on a koozie.
0: In a koozie. There you go. He said he has them. They, well, I was going to say that I've got several of their koozies. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, it was an interesting talk. And it is a bit, it's just been neat to watch all of these different businesses open up in mm-hmm. Lexington. Lexington definitely become kind of a craft beer scene.
1: My uh, Some of my family's from Atlanta, and, you know, they look down on, oh, we're going to Lexington. Mm. But now I'm like, oh, do you want to go ah. to the distillery district? Would that make you happy? Do you have one of these?
0: And <laughs> <laughs> that's something you can hold over there. head. <laughs> There you go. That's uh, that's nice. That's what's good that the city has provided something for you to hold brag over. to
1: my family about. Hold over your
0: family. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Miranda, do you have anything else going on? Anything? Any interesting stories we should be on the lookout for?
1: Um, no, not right now. I can't okay. talk about any of
0: them. That's fine. Well, that that is part of. I was going to say some of the interesting stuff about your job is a lot of times you can't really talk about it until it's basically almost done, right?
1: Yeah, mm. I know. It's tough too. But my husband gets to hear about it all night
0: and <laughs> watch me
1: text and continue on all night. Anyway, um, but you said uh, what? What am I into right now? Oh yeah, favorites.
0: Yeah, we do favorites each it. week. Yes, We're, I'm
1: gonna spell it: S <laughs> C H I T T apostrophe S Creek. The best show I've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah, because have seen it? I I think we started watching the first episode and got distracted and basically have. But I I know a lot of people whose opinion I trust. Really enjoy it, so okay, yeah. I think it's one of those things I will eventually watch. I love Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara.
1: Oh, she's fabulous in it, fabulous. And uh, we're only into like episode or season two because we can only watch them like one day a week, maybe two of them.
0: And the premise is they're a rich family who got
1: all their money taken away. Okay. They had a bad tax guy, yeah. and so they and so the <laughs> the dad had bought a town as a joke for his son. <laughs> When they had all their money, and yeah. that's all they had left. And it happened to be called S-C-H-I-T-T. <laughs> plus <G-V-S. laughs> I mean, it is But it's written
0: out, you can tell that it's not a dirty word. But saying it on the podcast, I'm not sure. I you know.
1: know. cross the line there. But uh, it is fabulous. Everybody should check it out on Netflix.
0: All right. Well, um, that, I will What's check yours? that out. Well, uh, mine this week is a, uh, a slice of cheesecake. Andrea and I, she told me I can't do food anymore. But she's not here right now. So, yeah. um, we... We were in Georgetown the other day and we stopped at Galvin's which DH oh, mentioned yeah. and uh my wife's dad got a slice of cheesecake and we all shared it and it was delicious. I,
1: at Galvin's. At
0: Galvin's. Okay. Um it wasn't too sweet which is what I really liked about it. You could tell it was made with um like ricotta or some other sort of cheeses cuz a lot of times you get cheesecake and I mean I, I love it all, I eat it all, but it's it's just so sweet that mm-hmm. you know it's very dessert like whereas this one was a lot more Neutral, and so you could really taste the cheese, and the crust was good. You don't look that, like you're that's that the doesn't. best part of your week. The slice of cheesecake. Well, it's not the best <laughs> I mean, part, it's just you know, we recommend that we talk about something one of our favorites. Wait, yeah, that uh, was, I
1: need to do better. I, I that need slice to of cheesecake on
0: was, was one, of the, one, of, one of my favorites.
1: The pool closed, that's uh. depressing.
0: <laughs> that's not a favorite.
1: We're like, what do we do now on the weekend? <laughs>
0: Oh, no, we've got to spend time with the what? kids.
1: <laughs> now we're going to soccer, baseball.
0: Um, we did put a, the sprinkler out last week, and we had some friends come over, and, you know, the, the kids all ran around it. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, man, kids, sometimes they're just pretty easily entertained. You just let them off and run, let them run around. and
1: Yeah, it's great. And then you're thinking, oh, gosh, the winter's coming, and they're yeah. going to be stuck inside.
0: Yeah, I haven't had to deal with that because the last, you know, obviously last winter, um, Vera was... Uh, Six months old, seven months old, so we basically just had to bundle her up and that was much it. But fu- now much more fun. She's mm-hmm. running around and yeah, we're going to have to figure out what to do with her. So,
1: I have some advice for okay, you. I'm ready. If Vera becomes a big sister sometime, do not let both of them go to the same doctor's appointment. <laughs> There is something about a doctor's office that makes children go absolutely nuts. Like, yeah. between, like, a show, they're trying to show off, but it's not cool because the doctor's actually trying to get information. Um, but it was, like, romper room in that. It was <laughs> awful. I did it yesterday, and I'll never do it again.
0: Uh, Your boys... That Where's
1: Waldo picture doesn't hold them for an entire hour.
0: <laughs> Your boys always appear kind of theatrical anyway. that was just, like, mm, just, like, posed they and think ready. They and think just... they're pretty awesome, yeah. Well, they, they mm. are pretty awesome, but it always... It just cracks me up because they take such good pictures. I'm like, man, I wish I took that good of pictures. They're just always ready.
1: Oh, I just threaten them.
0: Oh, that, that I, helps. Yeah, that helps. I think same. you told us that. Yeah, you're like, yeah. no, you're, you're living under our roof.
1: <laughs> you're going to smile at me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Miranda, I appreciate you um, joining us today. I've had, a, I've had fun.
1: Me too. Thanks. Yeah, this see? was a surprise.
0: Nice little break. There you yeah. go. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, reach out to Miranda on um, Facebook or
1: Twitter. Twitter. I'm trying to build my Twitter numbers.
0: All right. Well, we'll, we'll get you some likes. Maybe we'll buy some with robots or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.